0: The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reads and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian Districts, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show Podcast. Hello there! Welcome along to another Big Rab Show Podcast. How are you? Hope you're all keeping very well out there in podcast land, wherever you may be. Uh, Yeah, this past week in the piping world has been... yeah a pretty stressful one (laughs) there's been loads of stuff happening we've got a lot of sorts of stuff to talk about in the piping news but yeah bear with me because i'll be having a bit of a vent i think yeah blowing off some steam it's been a bit of a stressful week on the big rab show uh, team here in general so yeah you're gonna have to bear with me ranting for a bit but hey it's all good value isn't it yeah (laughs) (laughs) Before we get stuck into things, I have to give a shout out to our patrons. Those guys who have clicked that support button on our Patreon page. It really does help a serious amount, especially when the season's just around the corner. Every single penny does help towards our team and getting everything in place for the incoming season. So thank you for clicking that support button. Shout out goes to Brandon Moreno, Twisted Thistle and LoneStarPiper.com. You guys are awesome! Yes! Yes you are. (laughs) <laughs> so that's a shout out. So if you do fancy supporting what we do on the show you can click on that link on our Patreon page and yeah you get little bits of extra content and stuff. All that goodness. Right. Let's get into the Top of the show normally goes to listener mail where I asked you guys to email me in bigrabshow at gmail.com and uh, yeah this is the bit I want to vent about. <laughs> Last week's show to be fair, I did dance on the landmine. Last week's t- hot topic was service bands and road bands, as we call them here in Northern Ireland. But man, did I open the floodgates or what? Ah, ridiculous. And if anything, before I'm actually recording this podcast you're listening to right now, I actually managed to listen to the Chanter Rant podcast part two. And uh, yeah, the Chantarab podcast. Shout out to you guys. Love your show. If anything, these guys have a pretty irreverent look at the piping world and don't hold their punches at all. They let us have it. And yeah, they spoke on this topic as well and they let us have it. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much tore what we said on last week's show to shreds. Now, to be fair... I was trying to sway the whole topic around what we can do to help these bands and everything and people involved in service bands and road bands they do have a part to play in our piping world. I still believe that you know I do think they're not beyond help and they do have a part to play in our piping world so <clears throat> I don't know but looking at all of the emails that we got the tweets, the Facebook messages who <sighs> Holy crap. These <laughs> guys out there have absolutely zero time for the people in road bands. And I don't know where all of this hatred comes from. Now a lot of people had a lot of commentary on myself and what my opinions were on how people ...have a failure of want to try and improve. I did get a number of emails from people involved in service bands... ...who have a genuine interest in improving their playing... ...and are actively taking lessons online or be it in person... ...with some of the biggest and brightest in the piping world. Now to those people who are actively out there learning and trying to improve their game... ...those are the guys that I was saluting. I was taking my hat off and saying, yeah, you might sound a bit dodgy now... But you're doing something to try and improve. And that was the whole premise of the show. And for those who didn't want to improve, those are the ones that I was trying to tell. Try and up your game. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Try at least to learn how to tune, how to blow. You know, have a bit of impetus to, you know, try and up the game. Rather than pulling the pipes out of the box once a year. Not tuning them at all, never changing a read, never seasoning a bag. And just screaming your way through the usual set you play every year. Last week's podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back. You can listen to it, it's all up there. And Yeah, where I talk all about service bands. And yeah, to sit and read through all of these emails, seriously, it would take me forever. That's a whole other entire podcast. And who knows, we may visit this area again, because it does seem to... Yeah, spike a lot of conversation in the pipe and world. And I've heard from some people uh, involved in some pretty successful pipe bands in the competitive scene who basically tell me their story of how they do you know, actively compete and they win all these prizes but they're still at the same time active in their own road band and trying to bring their standards up. So lots of stories like that plus stories of people who are involved in these bands and taking lessons and na-na-na-na. A lot of people seemed to really disagree where I was coming from. But then again, sometimes there were some people who did agree with my stance on it as well. So, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. And I was quite willing to fall on it, I think. So, hey, it is what it is. I'm here to reflect the bagpiping world. And service bands and road bands are a part of it. Whether we love them or hate them, they're a part of it. You know. So, if we can try to encourage them to... Perhaps improve their game if needs be. You know, say if they are doing damage to the piping world, then what can we do to help them? You know what I mean? Rather than trying to cut them down, yeah, we should try and hopefully build them up. Do you know what I mean? And if they're not interested, then that's on them. Do you know what I mean? There has been a lot of commentary to say that a lot of people involved in service bands just don't want to improve. And if they did, they would be involved in the competitive scene. And I can see that argument. You know, so, hey. I asked a lot of questions on last week's podcast, so thank you to each and every one of you who emailed in and sent Facebook messages and Twitter tweets and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, your voice has been heard loud and clear, and I think... By all accounts, all of the commentary I've got back so far are all negative about the road band scene. So, if anything, I would love to hear more from people involved in the road band scene themselves. You know, what makes a road band tick? What's your motivation to throw the uniform on, put up a set of pipes under your arm and go out the door? I completely get why competitive guys do it. Because you really want to achieve and you want to win prizes. You know, you want to be your best? That's what you want to do. So what do road bands have for motivation? You know what I mean? I think that would be an interesting conversation. I'm sure we will continue. And uh, so, yeah, shout out to everyone who sent me in lots of mail this past week. I think this is a topic that will possibly roll on for quite a while, you know. But I'm willing to let sleeping dogs lie for now because... It's almost as if we've dropped a bit of a nuclear bomb on the piping world because it's blown up this last while, man. It's been insane. and If anything, my email box has just been ding, 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 ding. It's been nuts. So thank you, everyone, for all of your commentary. Let's get a little bit of piping uh, mail that we got in, our, in amongst our listener mail this past week uh, that isn't <laughs> relating to all of the controversy. I can take a breath, right? This email come in from a guy called Kurt Caderes. So that's kind of an awesome name. So that got me interested to begin with. So he says, Hey Rab, I want to send you some information about a Swiss pipe band meeting. Which will be held on the 26th of May in Schwerfhausen in Switzerland. I think I've pronounced that probably completely wrong. But there you go. So he goes on to detail about how the Swiss pipe band scene is growing fast. This past couple of years. And apparently this they now have over 30 pipe bands in switzerland 21 of which are a member of the swiss pipe band association so yeah a lot of them are involved all in the competitive scene there in switzerland again they have their road bands that aren't interested that's another topic so yeah the 21 that are a member of the swiss pipe band association are busy introducing piping and drumming and drum majoring to everyone all around Switzerland. So this is awesome. So apparently there's an upcoming competition, twenty sixth of May, where a hundred and thirty pipers, drummers, and drum majors will be in action. Uh, you know, from fifteen different bands across Switzerland, and there will be taking part in a mass pipes and drums meeting. They're calling it. So it's a big mass band uh, thing that they're doing there in Schwafhausen. Like people are going to be creasing over laughing at me trying to pronounce this. So, yeah, apparently, on the day itself, they will have this giant giant big mass band in the centre of the town. And then afterwards, the band will play short concerts in different places around the town centre to show off their musicianship and stuff. So, it's not really a competition as such, but it's more like a bit of a showcase event for the association themselves to try and advertise and possibly attract more people to pipe and drumming. So, I think, fantastic idea. Apparently, senior drum major on the day will be Graham Bell. And pipe major... Uh, of the Stonehouse Pipe Band which he is and then senior drum major will be Thomas Richard Lawrenson he's drum major with Police Scotland Fife. there you go so he's heading over there to sunny Switzerland enjoy yourselves right thank you Kurt for your email appreciate that he sent me through a lot of details about that event if anything I'll be watching with interest 26th of May I think yeah we'll be in Enniskillen here in Northern Ireland so as the rain's going sideways in Enniskillen think about us over there in Switzerland (laughs) (laughs) hope you have a good time guys thanks for your meal now I have to say if you do have anything you would like to send in to us possible uh, suggestions for topic of the week or anything like that email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com I always love to hear your commentary and yeah this past week on the show has been nuts so if you do have any commentary at all on our topics past or present then yeah you can email us in and we'll definitely go back and visit it now <clears throat> people have been asking also about the learning journey podcasts uh, yes don't worry we will be revisiting the learning journey plus our series on bass drumming as well we haven't neglected it don't worry we will be going back and doing those featured episodes there is more to come. We're not done on those topics. So don't worry. I know people have been a, kind of a bit anxious and wanting to know, oh, is there more learning journey coming or is there more bass drumming? Don't worry. There will be more. Just around the corner. Hopefully, with a bit of luck, those episodes are in production as we speak. There we go. Right. First piping news story is a bit of a shameless plug for ourselves on the rap show. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Yeah, The Big Rap Show has finally launched their own line of merchandise. I'm talking about myself in the third person, which is weird. Yeah, I've launched my own merchandise. Yeah! Do you know what? I'm actually proper excited about this. I'm so happy because this has been a labour of love for quite a while. You guys have been asking for t-shirts and hoodies and the likes, you know branded stuff that you could get so you could wear a shirt and tell your mates about you listening to the Rab Show podcast. Now you can get it. You can get your hands on a couple of t-shirts and a couple of hoodies. I think we're only releasing just one or two for now. Uh, You know hoodies and t-shirts and stuff. We will release more in the future. So Get yourselves along to TheBigRabShow.com, our website. You can click on the little tab there that says Shop. And, yeah, buy as much as you like. <laughs> yeah, these shirts and uh, hoodies and stuff are all available up there. You can click and download, not download, but you can <laughs> buy them. You can download a t-shirt. Wow, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, you can buy all your merchandise. It's all up there and it will be shipped out to you once it's available. Because these things are being made to order. So... Yeah, if you order a hoodie, it'll take a wee while to get it printed. Maybe about two or three days. Once it's printed and that, yeah. And it's all ready to go. It'll get parceled up and sent out to you. So, yes. You guys already have been buying a lot of the merchandise. So, it's actually selling quite well. So, thank you, everyone. First of all, we launched this there, I think, Monday of this week. This is now Wednesday. And we've actually sold quite a bit. So, thank you, everyone. First of all, for picking up the merchandise. again, any profits coming from this, if anything... There's not much in the way of profits, but hey, (laughs) you guys ask for them. Any profits at all that's being made from the merchandise is all being poured back into the show to help pay for travel, to get new equipment, all of that sort of stuff for everything that we're trying to cover up through the piping world. So, yeah, it'll be reinvested back into what we do. It'll certainly not go towards buying a big yacht outside Barbados somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, thank you everyone for buying our merch, and please do... Yeah, check us out, BigRabShow.com. Click on that shop icon and pick yourself up a Big Rab Show hoodie. They look kind of badass, to be honest. I, I'm really proud of them because it took a good while to get them put together. So, yeah, I I own wait, two or three myself. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> flying on. That's our merchandise. More things that are going to be released soon. I've talked about this for yeah on previous podcasts. But Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton, busy in the studio at the minute, apparently, Symbosis 2 has now been finished. They're ready to go. I think it's just at the printers now. Symbosis 2 is being produced now as we speak. Apparently, it's available for pre-order the 28th of March. I've mentioned this before. Go to rossandalley.bandcamp.com. Get your copy of Symbosis 2. I can't stress that enough. Get it on pre-order as well. Uh, It is available on general release. On the 20th of April. But you need to get this. Now I can't stress. The last album I kind of lost my head about. Was Dougie McKenzie's album. Dougie the Piper. His album. His first solo album. It was just incredible. And if anything it's still in my CD player in the car. It hasn't left the car at all. Uh, But yeah this will be possibly the new replacement. Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton. Uh, Yeah, they've been nominated again for the BBC Radio 2 Folk Awards Best Duo. So, that tells you right there, if these guys have received a nomination, you know you're going to be getting quality. So, also, Ross himself, Ross Ainsley, has been nominated for Musician of the Year Award. So, a double whammy for the lads. Now, these guys have won the Best Duo Last year, I think, maybe the year before, but yeah, there were already previous winners of the Best Duo award there at the BBC Radio 2 Folk Awards. So to be nominated again, amazing stuff! Congratulations, guys, on your nominations. Now, apparently, there's no public voting available for this, it is you know awarded with a panel of judges. So that's interesting in itself, but apparently the awards themselves would take place on the 4th of April in Belfast, which is kind of awesome. So who knows, I might actually try and get along to that if I can. That would be all sorts of awesome. So yeah, with a bit of luck, I might get there and microphone on hand and I'll get chatting to to Ross and Ali all about it. Now, shortly after the release of their album Symbosis 2 on the 20th of April, they will be embarking... ...on a bit of a tour. Yes, of course, to launch the album, you can't just stick it out there and then sit in your jammies at home. No, these guys are hitting the road and are doing a bit of a UK-wide tour. Apparently, there's more plans after the UK tour to head, possibly worldwide. So, there you go. Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton, you really have to check out Symbosis 2. Can't stress it enough, if you haven't seen or heard Symbosis 1, their first album together... I, t- I shake my head in disgust. Their first album, Symbosis, was just incredible. It featured people such as uh, the Beard of the Year, yeah, Gus Sickard. He was snare drumming on there on a track called "Grands," possibly is one of my favourites on the album. Plus, there's a loads more other tunes that you really need to check out. Symbosis, it's available now. You can go and check it out. Uh, just go and check out Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton on Facebook, because they've been uploading little sneak peeks and clips and things of what to expect from Symbosis too, and from what I've heard so far, dang, do you know what I mean, we're in for a treat, so yeah, that's a big plug for the guys, but I think they really deserve it, because this album's going to drop, and it's going to, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Right, flying on, Tully Lag and Pipe Band, of course, here in sunny Northern Ireland, are representing, represent, are what was that? presenting. They're presenting a pipe and recital by Stuart Little. Apparently this is going to be the 24th of March, so this weekend. The band is going to be celebrating 90 years on the road. So this is to coincide with their celebration. So after the pipe and recital and everything, the band themselves will be having a big slap up dinner with special guest speakers and everything. So All sorts of awesome. Apparently for the piping recital, tickets are a tenner and can be got from any member of Tully Lagan Pipe Band. You can contact them via their Facebook page. I think we've shared out the link a couple of times now for Tully Lagan. That will be an awesome day of uh, piping by Stuart Little. Because, yeah, what's not to love? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So congratulations, Tully Lagan. First of all, on your uh, 90 years celebration. Uh, Yeah, current world drumming champions at the moment. Yeah, grade 4A. So, Yeah. 90 years on the road. Not many bands can say that, actually. Although, I'm sure a lot of bands can. And I just don't know about them. But, yeah. There are a lot of historic bands out there. Some that have been going for over 90 years, in fact. Yeah. If anything, I'm going to have to look at that. Somebody did request that as a possible topic of the week. Of uh, being the pipe bands that have been on the road for years. So... Yeah, that's an interesting one. I wouldn't mind hearing, actually, to see which band out there has been the longest on the road. Interesting. Anyway, time to fly on. We've got more news to get through. This past weekend was the North of Scotland Quartets. Now, part this was available just to bands in the North of Scotland branch of the RSPBA. So, that made it kind of interesting. So, this did kind of slip under the radar until I seen the results that were posted. And, uh, yeah... Let's have a joke through them, shall we? Grade 4B went to Buxburn and District. Grade 4A also went to Buxburn and District. Grade 3 went to D-side Caledonia. Grade 2... Also went to D-side Caledonia. Are you noticing a bit of a pattern here? Yeah. And grade one. Then went to Grampian Police. So congratulations everyone. And I have to give a special shout out then. Uh, to Ailey. Who's the pipe and quine. Uh, yeah. She's now a member of Grampian Police. And was actually part of that Quartet competition. And so she picked herself up a bit of silverware. So congratulations Ailey. And everyone there at Grampian Police. D-side Caledonia. And Bucksburner District. You guys. Yeah. Well done. Well played. So flying on. New Ross and District are holding a concert. This is going to be their Celtic Weave yeah, concert that they throw every year and by all accounts it's always really well supported and by, yeah, again by all accounts is a pretty awesome event. Now I've never mad- managed to get to it so who knows. I might get to it sometime but not this year unfortunately. Thanks to the band they've invited me down but I can't make it actually. So it's the 24th of March this weekend in the St Michael's Theatre. Yeah, doors open at 8pm and tickets are available through the theatre box office. On the stage will be New Ross and District themselves and special guests. Now, this concert's always really good to get to because New Ross always do manage to bring some new material to the stage. So, yeah, it's good to get a bit of a sneak peek to what they're going to be bringing to the grass. So, that's kind of half the reason I would love to get to this, just to hear what New Ross are going to be doing. But, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. So, have a good time, though, uh, (laughs) down there in St. Michael's Theatre. If you aren't interested in getting tickets for it, go along to the St. Michael's Theatre box office. Tickets are still available, and you can get them now, all before the 24th of March. Have a good time. Right, the annual 87th Annual General Meeting of the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association was held on the 10th of March, as we discussed on last week's podcast. And that in itself also drew a bit of interest. Hmm... Where we talked about the money. (laughs) The money. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people asked what's going to be happening. This 900,000 that's going to be sitting in the bank account kind of languishing. Now, a lot of people told me where this money is going to be going. Apparently, recently, uh, the membership of the association passed a motion to enable the board of directors to establish a pipe band college right? Now bear with me, I'll say it again. The board passed a motion to say that the board of directors can now establish a pipe band college. So we're getting a little bit more of an insight here of what possibly this money could be invested in. So from the current education management group, this has been recommended and yeah, by the education officer of the branch. So The objects identified within the articles of the Association of the RSPPA place an onus on the Association to sponsor, support and maintain its own pipe band college. And issue certificates in accordance with its instructional courses in accordance with the rules. So it's written in black and white. And I'm reading verbatim here by the way. So yeah. Apparently they've now made this big thing where they have announced that they will establish a pipe band college. College now, where this college will be, no idea. There apparently will be a lot of vacancies. Of course, vacant posts uh, for education people, education officers, people who will be teaching piping and drumming. Obviously, you know, running the school itself won't do itself, so you'll have to get admin staff, all of that sort of stuff. So this is all yet to be established as to where it is going to be. No idea as to when it's going to be established. Again, no idea, but we've heard it here firsthand that the association plans to establish this pipe band college. Now, what that all incorporates, no idea. Apparently, all of these questions will be addressed at next year's AGM. Yes, so they have a body of work to do this year to get things put together, put it in place, and then they will answer questions from the floor, I think is what they said, ...on the establishment of the Pipe Band College. Now I know individually at the minute we have the Pipe and Centre. And they do a lot of teaching and a serious amount of teaching in fact. Plus we have the whole degree course that you can get there in the Royal Conservatoire. All of that sort of stuff. But now here's the Pipe Band Association themselves. Ticking the bull by the horns and establishing a Pipe Band College. So this is really interesting stuff. <laughs> Whether this 900 grand they have bouncing around in their bank account will go towards paying for all of this... Don't know, that's another big question. But hey, I don't know, I'm not a financial wizard, I don't know how much it takes to run a college, though I'm sure it's not cheap. So, yeah, if we hear any more news on this uh, pipe band college establishment, then yeah, we will let you know uh, because it certainly seems something of great interest, especially to people living in Scotland because clearly that's where it's going to be established. So, whether they will have like little satellite, you know, schools or colleges. Around the country or even around the world. Who knows? Who knows? But now we've heard that this is now going to be established and started. It's began. The ball has started rolling. So we will watch and see what happens. Right. Flying on to another news story. It was St. Patrick's Day this past weekend. And I hope you all had the best St. Patrick's Day. But you know, to be fair, my St. Patrick's Day was insanely busy. I cannot tell you just how crazy busy it was because I opened the floodgates. I asked you guys if you were out there in the piping world going to play at a St. Patrick's Day event, whether you're with your band or if you're even if you're playing solo, to send us a selfie. we done the whole thing, hashtag BigRabShowSelfie, and uh, whew, boys, you just did not disappoint. <laughs> We've got loads of selfies sent in to us from all around the world, I have to say. A good lot of ones coming from the States, actually. And shout-out goes to the guys from the Las Vegas Pipe Band. They sent in some pretty awesome ones. And a, just a slew of other bands. New Austin District as well. Uh, Major Sinclair Memorial here locally in Northern Ireland. Uh, just far too many bands. I'm going to start missing names now. But, yeah, we got tons. So what did I spend my St. Patrick's Day doing? I spent it on social media, trying to post these photographs as quickly as I got them. And I've got so many, I know that I didn't post them all. But I, I'd done what I could to keep up. You guys were just, yeah, sending ding, 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 ding. I was nearly going to switch my phone off. It was going nuts. With all of the notifications. And then my email box on the computer. Ah, oh, man. Don't even get me started. So yes. I think by all accounts. You all had an amazing St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. To each and every one of you. Who sent in a selfie. If you took the time. Uh, to snap a little. Uh, snap. And then hashtag. by Grab Show. Uh, selfie. So thank you. Everyone who sent in selfies. We had a lot of fun. And yeah. I have to say. Yeah, a special shout out to. There was a couple of bands in there that had really interesting kilts. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Because they started a bit of a conversation as if to say, uh, that's a really interesting choice of kilt. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Right, let's fly on. I'll well, not down, dance on the landmine anymore. I have to give a shout out to Andy Young. Thank you, Andy, who has yeah, Andy has been a bit of a hero on the Rab Show Facebook page recently. He has been providing our page with some really amazing historical photographs of pipe bands from years ago. Now these are ones from Oh goodness, back in the early nineteen twenties, right the way through to the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Right the way through. These historical photographs of bands, some of them don't exist anymore, a lot of them still do. So, yeah, we've been really fascinated with the photographs that Andy Young has managed to provide us with. So, shout out goes to you Andy, thank you for providing these photographs. Uh, He manages to provide them each week and we've been uploading them uh, on our page and then starting a discussion. Does anybody know who this band is or do you know anybody who ever played for them? Where are they now? That kind of stuff. It's just been awesome to have that whole conversation around some bands that are still with us and some bands that are not. So shout out Andy. You are a legend my friend. Keep those photographs coming and if you guys out there have any interesting photographs you would like to send in especially the historical ones because uh, we're really interested in, in the kind of the history side of Piping and Drumming at the moment. Um, yeah, Send it in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com or you can message us on our Facebook or Twitter indeed. Right. Ah, another news story goes to Kyle Rothschild Music. Yes, Kyle Rothschild, as you know, released a collection of tunes last year. I think it was tunes from the Flight Deck. And yeah, recently he's just recorded one of his tunes and released it on Facebook. Uh, it's the SF Connection. Now, whenever I first read the SF Connection, uh, I thought it was something to do with Simon Fraser. But no. Turns out he told a bit of a story then about how he composed this tune. Apparently he wrote it uh, the tune all in an airport. (laughs) So he wrote all this because it detailed the story of a stressful connection he had flying from Dublin to San Francisco. So there you go. Apparently he did make his flight in the end but he spent a lot of time... Furiously running around airports trying to get flights so yeah this tune must reflect that stressful time But whenever you listen to the tune, it's actually quite cool and chilled out So I would recommend you go and check it out go and look at Kyle Rothschild music on Facebook Uh, Yeah, if you are interested in the tune, you can go and get his book and learn how to play it But yeah, it's all up there. It's on his Facebook page. Go and check it out The SF Connection It's quite a cool tune actually. I really liked it anyway Flying on, another little bit of news. Wallastone and District are in concert the 20th of April at Dobby Hall in Larbert. There you go. The tickets are £12.50 and are available from any band member of Wallastone and District. On the stage, of course, includes Wallastone themselves, plus special guests Ben Duncan and Alistair Henderson. Not too shabby at all. So, for 12 quid 50 you're going to get a full night of Pretty much amazing music. and uh, So yeah, on the show here at the moment we're running a bit of a Facebook giveaway. We're giving away two free tickets to this. So yeah, if you're anywhere near the Larbert area and are interested in going to see Wallaston and District, there's your chance. Check out our Rab Show Facebook page and you can get two free tickets to go and see this awesome sauce so depending on when you're listening to this of course yeah the draw may well have already been completed but yeah as we're recording this now it's the 21st of march the concert itself is the 20th of april we will be drawing our uh ticket winner on saturday so this is now wednesday so you've got like three or four days to get it there you go so shout out to wallace stone's concert on the 20th of april right one last little bit of paper news before i go and pour myself a big cup of tea Has to be about the Australian National Championships. I draw a breath here because this is going to be a bit controversial. Yeah, the draw for the Australian National Championships have now been released. Saturday, the 7th of April, so not too far away, and it's going to be held in the Brisbane Boys College. So that's the good news, right? The National Championships are happening. Here they are, the draw is here, the 7th of April. Boom. There you go. There's going to be more than 30 bands entered. Over 1,200 pipers and drummers will take part in the event and will juke it out for the top spot. However, (coughs) it should be noted when you read through the uh, draw for the championships well you can go and check it out by the way just type it into google australian national championships national pipe band championships i should say and uh, yeah the draw is all up here you can go and see it for yourself it's there in black and white you will notice there's no grade one <clears throat> that's not good that's really not good whenever you look at previous australian nationals yeah, the great one was packed. You know, loads of bands, and if anything, bands from New Zealand flew over as well to try and compete for the Australian Nationals. And this was, you know, in previous championships. And yeah, it's such a shame <laughs> to see that things have. I don't know what's happened down under. It's just, yeah, it's such a shame. So, I don't know. It, yeah, I don't The whole city of Whitehorse thing, I don't want to start kicking a dead horse again. Ugh, dead horse kicking a white horse again. Oh, waka waka, uh, the jokes are on me. Yeah, but that whole debacle back then with the city of Whitehorse and all of that, just that whole nastiness that went on. I think it really hurt the association back then. And yeah, looking at it now, here we are, 2018, the Australian National Championships, and we don't have a grade one. Ouch. That really stings. And for having a national championships. It doesn't look good. So mm, what is the future for piping and drumming down there in Australia? Now we've just witnessed the New Zealand championships there not too long ago. And when you look at the quality that they have. Not the quantity because I'm sure some grades could have been bigger I'm sure. But the quality. Oh my word. Like whenever you listen to Manawatu in Vicargill. Than the winners, of course, New Zealand police. The quality was sky high. You know, it has people here in the UK looking at the worlds and actually shaking in their shoes, thinking "Mm, these guys could come over here and whoop our butts. So, (laughs) do you know what I mean? But yeah, whenever it comes to Australia, what happened? What happened? This could be a topic for debate, I'm sure, for some time, and it's sad to see. You know, I really hope that things in Australia improve. You know, I'm sure given time, things will step back up to the plate again. And we will see more bands up in the higher grades. But for now, we don't have a grade one at the Australian National Championships. Which is really sad. So... In light of that, the draw is up there. You can go and check it out and see who's playing. Uh, And I have to give a shout out to the guys on Brass Band as well. Brassband.com. They haven't really announced anything yet to do with live streaming of the Australian Nationals as far as I'm aware. But if they do plan to live stream the Australian Nationals, we will be all over it. We will let you guys know where to go and watch it. We'll provide you with the link and everything. So you can stay up to the wee small hours in the morning listening to some kick butt Piping and drumming. I'm really looking forward to it. With a bit of luck, yeah, the pipe band, or brass band guys will step up and, yeah, hopefully live stream it for us with fingers crossed. So, uh, with a bit of luck, yeah. <laughs> I, if I find that link, dang, I will share that thing out even before he sh- posted that. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's it for the piping news this week. Uh, yeah, there was some things. That stuff that Rab got wrong. Yeah, there was some things that Rab got wrong. But to be fair, I didn't make a note of them. People were kind of laughing and thought it was hilarious in my pronunciation on some words. And that's just me. I always pronounce stuff wrong. Yeah. (laughs) It is what it is. Anyway, you've clicked on the link for this week's podcast, I have to say thank you first of all. Because this week's topic of the week could be a bit dry. But... An interesting one, all the same. I think it's a conversation that we need to have. And, yeah, time for me to get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Twistedthistle.com Owned and operated by world champion and gold medal winner, bass drummer Mike Cole. Twisted Thistle bass drum mallets are one of the top performing bass stick brands in the world. Used by our current world champions, in Verarian District Pipeline. So check out twistedthistle.com where you can find information on available models to buy, tuning videos, Skype drumming lessons, pipe band drum scores, pipe band drumming workshops, drum tech support, blah, just so much stuff. Check them out, twistedthistle.com LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter-owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Band Hub promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results, and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and with over 250 performances on their AudioMax site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Time for Topic of the Week. And what about that? Yes, that was a little shout-out to our patrons there who have clicked that support button and they get a wee 30-second shout-out on the show. So thank you for clicking that support button, guys. Yes, as you can imagine, you've just clicked on this podcast and, yeah, the title gives the Topic of the Week away. This week we're talking about Ensemble. Ensemble, as we call it. And it's, this has been a bone of contention in the piping world for a long, long time. Long time, perhaps as long as I've been involved in the piping world since the maybe late 80s. This has been something that people in the piping world have been fighting over and still continue to this day. Now, why are we fighting over this so much? Because ensemble is subjective. It's one thing I want to throw out there first about ensemble. People ask me, what is ensemble? Right, let's look at it. The structure of the judging panel, you have two piping judges. Whose job it is to watch and listen to the pipers. straightforward enough. enough. Drummond judge, what does he do? His job, watch and listen to the drummers. Grand. But what does the ensemble judge do? This has been the subject of debate for quite a while. Because it's all on the selection of who your ensemble judge is. Now, people do argue and say... "Ah, ...the choice of ensemble judge shouldn't really matter that much... ...because essentially the piping judges and drumming judge ...already have such a big clout. But, as we've seen in previous events... ...especially in major championships... ...sometimes the ensemble result... ...can mean the difference between first and second place. We have heard numerous times of bands... ...winning all Ireland championships... ...European, Scottish, whatever... ...we've heard of them winning championships... ...on ensemble preference... So who is this guy with the clipboard putting bands in order of place based on their ensemble? Now, for me, whenever I'm thinking about ensemble, if I was to hold the ensemble judge clipboard, what would I be looking for for myself? Well, first of all, ensemble is, I think by its defined term, is how everything sounds together. You're looking at the entire band As a unit in this case. So you're not separating the piping. You're not separating the drumming. You're actually looking to hear. How everything sounds together. As a package. Now this is why. The selection of Ensemble Judge. Has been so controversial over this past. I don't know 10, 20 years. Because as you know. Us in the piping world. We're either a piper or a drummer. That's normally it. Or sometimes you could be a drum major too. Let's not forget that. So but. Yeah, 9 times out of 10 you'll never get a, a drum major in there judging a band. However, there has been occasion where drum majors do go into the circle and judge. But not at big major championships in my experience. Anyway, ensemble judges normally have to be pulled from a pool of either piping or drumming. So you either have a drumming judge standing there with an ensemble clipboard or you have a piping judge standing there with an ensemble clipboard. Most times, to be honest, I think, it normally falls to a piping judge to judge the ensemble. Now, the reason I'm sighing is because this kind of irks me a bit. I do believe it should be circulated around more than what it possibly is at the minute, with always throwing it towards a piper. Hmm. Maybe it's because I'm a drummer? (laughs) I don't know. But essentially, what an ensemble judge has to do, they have to listen to the piping, how well they're playing together. Their tonal quality. Obviously listen for any mistakes. And if the band's pulling apart. The two different sections. Maybe going at different tempos. Different things like that. The obvious things. You know what I mean? But then. Once the obvious things. Are not obvious anymore. You know when the band is always playing on form. Especially when you're looking at grade 1. And every band in that grade. Not just the, the top six, not the mighty big six. But every every band in that grade are top class. How do you separate them? And that's when everyone turns to the ensemble judge. They look at them and think, well, what did you think? So, obviously, a piping judge with an ensemble judge clipboard will look at what he knows. He'll look at the piping and be able to pick out, mm, well, maybe those Gs are a bit off and you know, I think I heard a drone was maybe not that 100%, and, you know, maybe there's a bit of bad blowing on that side of the band, and, do you know what I mean? And, I'd like that Straspe, you know, pointed a bit different, you know, maybe the march could have been, you know, phrased a little differently whenever you were looking at that last bar, and, you know, looking at piping things, ignoring an entire other section of the band, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, the drummers could have been there, and having a storm, could have been playing a blinder, but the ensemble judge, because he's a piper, kind of ignore it and kind of, yeah, yeah, drummers are drummers. Let's look at what the pipers are doing. So I don't know. I'm talking from past experience. Any time I've played with an ensemble judge in the arena, most times they do look towards heavily towards the piping. Now, granted, I do know that it is called a pipe band. I can see the hit mail coming in now. <laughs> yeah, I do understand that most ensemble would be focused on what their piping are doing. But I have to counter-argument that a pipe band is not a band without a drum corps. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of pipers. <laughs> That's going to cause a bunch of controversy. But yeah, whenever I say that, I mean it in the best possible way. Because ensemble judges should also consider the drum corps. Now, not just the snare line. I have to stress that. It's such a big deal. Because sometimes ensemble judges, especially if they're a piper, they look at the drum corps And they look at what the snares are doing. You know snares. Are they integrating well with the tunes? Are they hitting all their breaks? Are they not overpowering things? Are they rhythmically doing something that feels correct? Or are they rhythmically doing something. That feels like they're playing a different tune. You know what I mean? So they look at the snare line. And that's how they judge their ensemble. But I would have to say. For me as an ensemble judge. I would look at the bass section as well. The mid section nowadays. Especially in the 2000s play such a huge role in Ensemble. They actually help with key changes. You know, changes of mood even. I don't know, it's hard to explain. But when you listen to certain mid-sections in bands, you can actually feel the key change going from major to minor. Or, you know, you know one tune to the other. The tenor core have a big role to play there. Because they're all pitched at certain tones and... You know, If you throw in a tenor with the wrong tone at the wrong time, it will stick out like a sore thumb. But will an ensemble judge pick up on that? Don't know. And this is the argument when we're talking about ensemble. How do you judge it? Now, from a band point of view, how do you prepare to face an ensemble judge? Obviously, all of those things that I've just spoke about... Have to be looked at. So if you're a pipe major in a band. As much as you're focused on your pipers. And you're looking at trying to get your sound on the day. Trying to get everybody tuned and playing together. You should also spend. A little tiny piece of time. Talking to your lead drummer. (laughs) Make sure your lead drummer is on the same page. And trying to produce a performance from the drummers. That will actually coincide with what you're doing up front. So. I think whenever you're looking at ensemble in a pipe band. You're talking about communication. The two sections of the band have to be one. And that's something that some bands do unfortunately get wrong. Even in the upper grades I have to stress. Now I'm not going to name names. But there is bands out there I do believe. Are getting this wrong at the moment. And yeah. Are having problems in the ensemble camp. But they are trying to fix it. So... You know, everybody has a body of work, regardless if you're in the lower grades or upper grades. Ensemble is a big deal, trying to get a whole band as a whole performing together. So, spending time with your lead drummer or your pipe major in discussion. What is your musical vision? How do you want tunes to sound? Where do you want them to go? Your tonal changes, key changes even, stuff like that. You know, breaks, how do you want them to go? You know what I mean? Communication is key. And if anything, sometimes I've been in bands where there is zero communication and everything breaks down. Say for instance, you're at band practice and you're playing away and the pipe major sets the tempo, right? Everybody's watching that foot on the ground and everyone sticks to it. However, the drum score that you have just learned in the practice room there in the drumming room was played much faster than that and the pipers were dragging their backsides on the ground. Yes, we've all been there. Pipers sometimes like to play at a squillion miles an hour, but sometimes they also like to play it so darn slow and so phrased out that drummers just can't play. (laughs) There has been times I've been standing on the floor in a band hall trying to play a drum score and trying to stretch out seven pace rolls and you know what i mean like come on where's the next beat in the bar pipe major ah, sometimes it's a real struggle to get through now granted we understand pipers you guys have to learn tunes and sometimes you have to learn them slow before you have to play them quick but sometimes for us drummers we have to play things on tempo <laughs> You know what I mean? Play a stress bay. Like a stress bay. Play a reel. Like a reel. Don't horse it up and play it like a jig. You know. Digly up a up a doot. No. Slow down. Play it like a reel. (laughs) You know what I mean? Play the tunes. There are a lot of tempos. Normally we do stick to the, you know, the bare bone Basic tempos that each should tune should be. A march or a hornpipe should be at walking pace. It should not be a sprint into the arena. And it should also not be a crawl into the arena. Come on, let's get there. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be. That should be at walking pace, in my opinion. But hey, some bands do it different. But yeah, work out your tempos is what I'm getting at. Communication is huge. Because 9 times out of 10, people don't want to piss off the pipe major. Pardon my French. People don't want to annoy the guy at the charge in the head. Because, yeah, he has the power to drop you. So, is that what you think? Is that what you think? Well, you can just sit in a deck chair, my friend. You're not playing today. Do you know what I mean? Things like that can't happen. Sometimes you can take a bad temper and tell you to clear off. But, yeah, people don't want to annoy anybody. You know, nobody wants to rock the boat. But, essentially, the people who should be rocking the boat... ...is the pipe major and the lead drummer. So, if they're not communicating... That's a huge issue. So if tempos aren't right, tell your lead drummer. Ask him, hey lead drummer, do you think that's too slow or too fast? And your lead tip would then have to make the call. He would have to say, yeah, maybe it is, or no, maybe it isn't. And communicate that to your pipe major. Ensemble is a huge thing whenever you're trying to mix the two sections together. And whenever you're looking at a judge selection... You look at your incoming competitions. Now this is how I know how bands actually manage their ensemble practice. as they look at the incoming season. And they look at the judge selection. They look at who's going to be holding that ensemble clipboard. Now I know that it shouldn't really influence it. But come on. We know it does. <laughs> because an ensemble piping judge will look at the piping. An ensemble drumming judge will look at the drumming. So... It's natural that the ensemble judge will go to what they know. And yeah. You guys out there could possibly argue against me. And say "Ah, Rob you're full of it. Shut your face. But in my experience that's been my experience. So yeah. You look at the season ahead. And if you have the judge selection for the incoming season. Especially the majors. You try and look to see in your particular grade. Who's going to be holding that ensemble clipboard. Because it's so important. So important. To get the ensemble correct. Because your piping can be on point, but you could be nowhere near the drumming. And vice versa, your drumming could be all full of all sorts of technical brilliance, but yet be absolutely nowhere near what the pipers are doing. And essentially we are a band, we're a unit, we should be playing together. So that's what why the ensemble judge is so powerful, depending on who he is. Or she is for that matter. It's me being sexist. <laughs> but yeah. We do look for ensemble judges being possibly some of the most powerful people in the piping world and it has always been a topic for debate. Should the ensemble judge hold as much power? Should there even be? Now this is where I am with this. You can disagree with me if you wish. I believe there should be two. I believe there should be two ensemble judges. I don't know. People have said that I'm an idiot for this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ...but I honestly believe that there should be two people judging this. There is normally two piping judges, one drum and judge. I can still see that one drum and judge is fine, with my opinion. Uh, people have argued the point you maybe need another drum and judge. One for the bass section, one for the snare line. I can see that, but essentially you're judging the whole core. You know what I mean? You're not just looking at bass and tenor. You're also looking at snares and vice versa. So two drumming judges, I'm not convinced... But I honestly think we should look at the opportunity of having two ensemble judges. Yeah, there you go. It's a thought, you know. You guys can shoot me down if you wish. You can email me in bigrabshow at gmail.com. And yeah, that kind of concludes our topic on ensemble. People ask me, you know, about ensemble and what is it. And essentially it's a band playing together and playing together well. That's it. That's ensemble. And the whole area is so subjective. Separating bands with good ensemble, with bad ensemble, is not always easy to do. So whenever you're looking at your judges, you're looking at who's holding the clipboard. Are they a piper? Are they a drummer? Because that's how their decision is going to be weighted. They'll judge to what they know. That's my opinion. Perhaps I'm completely wrong. You guys can tell me if I am. It'll be stuff that rap got drunk. Lethal. I'm sure you will let me know. <laughs> Email me in. BigRabShow at gmail.com Let me know your thoughts on Ensemble. And how your band prepares. For the incoming season ahead. Looking at the judge selection. And thinking. Hmm. That Ensemble judge. Is a piper. We need to sharpen up on our piping. Or maybe. That's a drumming judge. We need to get our drumming tightened down. Do you know what I mean? There you go. Let me know your thoughts. I would like to hear what you have to say. Anyway. That's us for the Big Rab Show podcast this week. Thanks a million for clicking that download button. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please do give us an all-important subscribe on iTunes. Or indeed click that follow button on Podbean. And yeah, each and every time there is a podcast uploaded, you will get a bing. You get a notification in your uh, mobile device or your MP3 player or even online on your desktop, wherever. You get a notification to let you know that us on the Rab Show have uploaded another podcast and you can never miss an episode there you go right time to go time for me to head out the door. and yeah thanks for listening to another big rap show podcast until next week guys i was here there's the opening rolls i'll see you again well that's it for another big rap show podcast many thanks to our sponsors g1 reads raising the benchmark throughout all the grades Winning 8 out of 9 possible World Championship performances, G1 reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Verarian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best.